Hello, hello. Hola. I'm in a place called Vertigo, uh, by which I mean I am in my apartment recording another introduction to another episode of the Alston Pudding Podcast. I'm so, I know I say this before every episode, but I'm so, so excited for this one because this is the final episode of our inaugural year. You know, the first episode of this podcast came out in July. It's been six months of like half a year of podcasts. So this is like the season finale, which is a pretty arbitrary distinction. But I'm just going to call it this because it's been a lot of work. It's been a lot of fun, but it's been a lot of work and a lot of time. And it's going to take like a couple weeks. It's not really going to be that long. It's going to be like three, four weeks. Like by February, you will have heard a new episode. Oh, by the way, um, yeah, I'm Harry. Gustafson is my last name, uh, if that matters to you. Back to this episode. So, so excited to have this season finale. I kind of want to jump right into it. Uh, my guest this week is Pink Navel. They're like an indie DIY alternative rapper from the South Shore of Boston. They lived, lived in Maine for a little bit. Anyway, I, I wanted to interview them for a while now, but I went to see a show of theirs back in September at, at once Boynton Yards, uh, their little temporary outdoor venue for the warm months. And after their set, I approached them to just, you know, meet them, introduce myself, uh, and see if they wanted to come on the podcast because their Bandcamp page lists them as being from Pembroke, Massachusetts, which is the town next to Marshfield, Massachusetts, which is the town where I grew up. Uh, and so when I mentioned Marshfield, they were like, no, 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 oh, wait, no, I actually grew up in Marshfield. I just live in Pembroke right now. And I was like, no fucking shit. Um, so we, we managed to get together, uh, coordinate. So we managed to get together, coordinate. Pink Navel is my guest this week. Uh, this is a long episode. Basically, the second half of the episode, we veer into into this territory where we're just like talking about very specific things from our you know, shared hometown, right? But it's a lot of fun. There's a lot of laughs. It's very niche. So if you don't feel like listening to two people talk about their boring Massachusetts suburban hometown, then I guess this isn't the episode for you, but I think it's all a hilarious episode. And I'm so, you know, there's it, it, something appropriate about like closing off this, this year with an episode that, you know, kind of brings it all back home. Uh, I'm trying to make this a deeper thing than it actually is, but <laughs> it's just funny. We rank the best pizza spots in Marshfield, Massachusetts. So if you're ever in Marshfield and you have a hankering for, again, suburban Massachusetts pizza, we have some suggestions for you. <laughs> One uh, other thing to point out is that you'll be hearing some sensor beeps like the following throughout the course of the episode specifically when we talk about our hometown um because pink navel and i are from the same hometown we do know a few of the same people and so i've removed like last names and some specific locations anyway before the episode starts the first song that you'll hear is called xj9 the next is gazebo after that is diy twitter after that is tiguan and finally, we have Soul Folks Bounce to close off the show. All of these tracks are from Pink Navel's 
latest album called Epic, which they released basically over the summer, I want to say, like August, September-ish. It did make our list of best local releases of the year. It's definitely one to check out if you're into hip-hop that doesn't take itself too seriously, that has a lot of fun. Uh, you'll hear the first half of, half of the episode, you'll hear all about the the way Pink Mabel recorded this album. But yeah, anyway, let's get right into it. time i do this i'm like we already greeted each other <laughs> off the recording but just for the sake of like performance like, hey how's it going right hey how's it going yeah. <laughs> thank you so much for taking the time to talk to me today welcome to the podcast yo thanks for having me this is gonna be fun i've uh i've been reading austin pudding or uh consuming austin pudding content for quite some time so cool oh, yeah. to be a part of it yeah so I, I've been wanting to talk to you because I saw you play at at once Boynton Yards like two months mm -hmm. ago, back in September now. And I knew that like I had wanted to talk to you a little before then because I had seen on your Bandcamp page that it's listed that you're from Pembroke, Mass. And when I asked you about that at the show, you were like, oh, well, actually, I grew up in Marshfield. And I was like, no way. Shut the fuck up. <laughs> yeah. Uh, <laughs> Because I also had the very mundane experience of growing up in Marshfield, Massachusetts, mm -hmm. I'd say. Mm -hmm. uh, to, so I thought we could alienate anyone listening by just like 
maybe later in the show just like talking like very specific marshfield things that no one else will get. i would love to do that and i can't wait to yeah yeah awesome awesome i'm gonna table that yeah because i we'll, want to talk about we'll get there. your music cool first. cool yeah, yeah but so you've been the past couple months you've been writing the release of epic which is your your latest album when did that come out in relation to now how long is it so now? epic came what? out uh the smack dab in the middle of august so it's been just a just a just about three months three months and a few more days besides that yeah cool uh and was that has that was that your first release with ruby yacht no no i've been putting out records as a member of ruby yacht since like 2018 starting with uh this record i made called born on the stairs so everything after that Cool. I've, it was work I've done as a Ruby Yacht member. Okay, nice. And how did, how did you end up getting linked up with them? Because that's uh, that's the sort of collective that uh, Rap Ferreira started. Yeah, yeah. So um, he used to rap under a different name, and that name was Milo. And when I mm -hmm. was a teenager, uh, I was a very big fan of his work. I still am, but. When I was a teenager, I discovered his music somehow online. I went to a show he was playing in Boston in 2013. And that's when we met. And I was like, I think it was like the day before my junior year of high school. And basically, we just, uh, I, I saw the show. I was super stoked and was asking him a bunch of questions. And we sort of began this like friendship on the internet. And over the years, I got more serious about rapping and then um, somewhere around 2017 or 2018, he asked me to join his crew after years of just being homies online and, um, get, he would give me a lot of advice and, um, would share valuable information about being an indie rapper. And I would then use that information to do indie rap for a the, the glamorous lifestyle. <laughs> of, yeah, of indie exactly. Rapping. Exactly. So yeah. Uh, uh, then he asked me to join the crew in around 2018 and I moved up to Maine and I've been living in Maine for like mm -hmm. three years. Like uh, Portland? Uh, south of Portland. It's a town called Biddeford. Okay. So we opened a record store. Okay. We opened a record store there uh, around 2018 and it's still there, but um, things are different now because of COVID. But so we were like doing stuff with the record store, having events and working together, made a bunch of albums and sort of the last thing I did as a main resident was this album epic it was kind of like my i kind of see it as like my time in maine it's like me going to indie rap college and like epic <laughs> epic was like my final you know yeah yeah, yeah your thesis yeah. yeah yeah nice nice and now you can go defend that thesis at a number of venues around, exactly. around wherever they, they mm -hmm. put you. Because uh, I also just saw you at like, I didn't say hi because I actually Irish goodbye from the show. Hell yeah. Because not that I don't love my friends, but there are just a lot of people I knew there. And I was like, I don't want to take the time to say goodbye to everyone. But it was at, it was the Notch Brewery show. Oh, um, great, great. At like, great. Yeah, yeah, like I would have, so um, my friend Dylan, was like DJing in between the sets and he was supposed to oh, do yeah. like a techno set after yours. And, but then they axed that cause they were like, we're closing. Oh, uh, wow. 
And so he didn't get to he didn't get to play his set. So I was like, all right, I'm gonna sneak out, gotcha. catch the bus. Gotcha. I don't think that was leading to a question. That was more just a statement. Oh, oh. So it was it's cool that like you kind of had like this mentor figure in Rap Ferreira then. It sounds yeah, like. yeah. And then after I joined the crew, like there's uh it really became this like symbiotic relationship with everybody in the group. Like we're all sort of teaching each other things and showing each other cool stuff like stuff and there's like myself and there's a bunch of other members like uh sp the more randall bravery kayla shray vastness eldon summers kenny siegel uh, all of us like just kind of were some of some of them were there in maine but some of them weren't but basically what i'm trying to say was that like uh once i was in the crew it became sort of this like collective feedback loop of like inspiration and motivation and all stuff like that like is um really kind of a cool environment to garner my certain kind of um, approach to to making music yeah and i feel like you have a very unique approach to both like your beats and your your lyrics i was trying to figure out the words to describe my impression of your lyrical style and i was like it's like nonchalantly uh, irreverent hell yeah like i i laugh every time i hear um what is it? Uh, gazebo raps. It's like, it starts like mom, mom got a gazebo. I watched her build it. Yeah. Uh, and I was like, that's, that's uh, like one, it's like a really sweet sort of nostalgic image, but it's also like, I don't know who's rapping about gazebos, right? That's <laughs> what I'm talking about. And and that's like yeah. the, I think being like a, a weird quote unquote, a weird rapper. I think a lot of, uh, a lot of the cool, fun stuff about that is rapping about things that, like, you're confident no one has ever rapped about before <laughs> or even said in a song, period. So, um, yeah, that's definitely one of them. It's actually funny. We had that Nor'easter recently. Oh, yeah. So the, the, Nor- the Nor'easter destroyed the gazebo. So it's gone. Oh, no. <laughs> oh, no. That's, like, recent. Yeah. So then I went on this tour... And every time I'd play gazebo, I'd be like, I'm going to I'm going to wrap this song about this gazebo, but I just want you to know that it's gone. You pour, pour one out. <laughs> if, you, if you're drinking a night, pour a yeah, little pour, out. Yeah, pour a little out. Yeah. But I was, <laughs> and like now whenever I play it, I talk about how it's actually gone now. <laughs> <laughs> That's that kind of makes me sad. Uh, moment of silence. For I know. Bummer. Yeah, I'm, we don't have to take the moment of silence. I'll just edit it and post. I'll just leave like a big blank space. Yeah, like forty-five minutes of like, silence. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, just ruminate on this gazebo. Yeah, damn, that's uh, that brings a whole new, whole new layer to the song. <laughs> Doesn't now. it? Doesn't it? I'm gonna weep next time I listen. Like it pops up when I'm listening yeah. to it. I feel you. Oh, uh, yeah. Well, I'm sorry about that. Oh, that's all right. Mom got a gazebo, and it's cool, and I watched her build it. Maybe I should get my own if I have children. Then dedicate my efforts to relaxing, chilling. A strong network goes to leads the pastures biggin. Huh. My 40 acres are a theme park, and even to enter, one must already believe dark. We got those bottle games. I caught a green shark, and if you come to like to take a peek behind the green tarp, there's many ways to live a life. Yes, yes, but when you 
come to choosing mine, you get that tightened chest. Finally, one replaces nine, then those forks connect. And I'll be walking down the line with the court mic check. Done! Been the young blood for a nanosec. Didn't notice time for me to go and cram it yet. And so I'm reevaluating best ways to keep my salivating breath. Yeah. The well was dry, the well was dry. And just when it was time for Nabal to go let it by, received the parcel of the documents that went and high. And it lit the spark of good luck that had rocketed my mind. Um, clearly it's a lot to take in, but... But this is how I win. I'm gonna script it for my kid and my niggas in chin. I said my niggas in chin. I said clearly it's a lot to take in, but this is how I win. I'm gonna script it for my kid and my niggas in chin. I said my niggas in chin. I said what is the biggest waste of money? You've seen the milk illusion before, it's on the tray. Come on in. Hey. Gosh, it's so much bigger in here than it looks from the outside. Hello. We did it, motherfuckers. We actually fucking did it. We back posted ourselves into the other side. Not only did the generating nail the request, but do you see that object flowing? It is beautiful and it is blue. Build it. But we have the we technology. have the technology exactly yeah. you, you get what i'm saying yeah i mean if your mom built it once it, it sounds like she's pretty handy like to build a whole gazebo well i don't know so i call it a gazebo but <laughs> really it's like a, it's it's not like a it's not like a gazebo like in like um the the, the scene from uh, what's that movie called? The Sound of Music when they're like, "I am 16, going on seven. It's oh, not yeah, a gazebo yeah. like that. It's not. It's it's not like a structure. It's like a. It's more like a big tent with four. Like you know, like oh, okay. you know what I mean. Like a like when you go to Warp Tour, how they have all the merch tents. It's like that, really. Yeah, it's yeah. really, it's really, it's really, oh. it's really like that. But I just call it a gazebo because she called it a gazebo. Just to even you know add more a loose a loose interpretation yeah, of gazebo. Yeah, just to add more like complications to like the logistics of the song. You know, it's not it's not exactly a gazebo. <laughs> I feel like it's similar to the um is a hot dog a sandwich debate. It's like, is this structure a gazebo? Right. And you know what? It was utilized like a gazebo would be. So it's like, yeah, maybe it is. <laughs> All right. Well, um, all right. Yeah. So if you're listening, pour one out for the gazebo. <laughs> Hell yeah. uh, I, uh, so I, I was out at, um, the Sinclair bar last night in Harvard square mm -hmm. and I met a friend of a friend who, when they found out I like write and work for Alston pudding, they were like, Oh, do you know pink navel? And I was like, Whoa, I'm interviewing, I'm interviewing them like tomorrow. <laughs> Like, and so I sort of outsourced because as much as I like to, you know, be very prepared when I go into an interview, I like to delegate work, outsource work a little bit. So I asked them, uh, like what they would ask you and they wanted to know, hold on, let me bring up the, the question. I wrote it down. They basically wanted to know what one, what was sort of the inspiration or your like multiple inspirations, like when recording Epic. Uh, and then they wanted to know about the images that run through your head when you're, when you're coming up with lyrics. Oh yeah. Okay. 
Well, so for the first, the first one, I don't know if people know this piece of information well, but I did Epic in one take. Like I just the whole, the whole album? album is one take. Like I just performed it. Oh, that's yeah. Really cool. And so that was like the, a big part of the project was like I have spent the pat like the the three years prior of my career. I kind of was in this mode, like this mode of working where it was like I spend one year on an album and I just focus on this album for a whole year and then I put it out and I just hope it makes me money. Like cross across figures like hope makes me money and um i would like really polish it and like ruminate on every little detail incessantly until i finally felt like it was done and so for epic really it was like an exercise in like not allowing myself that type of time which is why i wanted to perform it live because i perform it live and then it's done i there's nothing else i can do to it it's just one audio file like you know what I mean? Like yeah. I don't have the stems. I don't have the ability to like go in and change like one little thing. It's performed. We're done. Like that's yeah. it. So yeah, that was like a way for me to switch up my formula in a way that I thought was interesting. Um, but also like just better for my mental health. Cause I just like didn't want to spend another year on an album and then have it not do as well as I needed to or wanted to, you know? Like you couldn't agonize over like every little detail of it. Right. And it really couldn't because all I did was I wrote the songs. I figured out where all the dialogue samples were going to go. I practiced it like every day for a month. And then we went and shot the film. There's like a film of me performing it like all the way through. Oh yeah. I'll send you the link. It was like, it was like a noon chorus show. So like, people like paid tickets to go see it. And then the video is up somewhere on Vimeo, but like, it's not like publicly known because I kind of want it to be this like secret thing that like, Mm -hmm. but it's definitely. Okay. So I I won't like publish that out. No, no, but like definitely, I'll definitely send it to you. Like, because there's definitely, if you just Googled it, like you could find it, but like, (laughs) you know, but you can honestly, you can find too much on Google. It's uh... you're right. But yeah, so that was the whole idea. It was like, I wanted to do something that was more spontaneous and more off the cuff. And also I think that was a good way to just sort of show off my skill as a performer and not as like a studio musician, you know, like, which has really always been my strong suit. Like for years, I think I've had this tough divide between my recorded music and my live show. And I've always felt like my live show was like leagues better than my recorded music. So now it's with Epic, it's kind of like one. And that's why on Epic, yeah. there's so many parts where like you can't hear what I'm saying or like I like mess up a bar and it just, I just move on. Like I just couldn't, it was one take. We just did it and that was it. So. Yeah, so that was kind of the whole inspiration behind that. And then the second question, what goes through my head when I'm writing? When I'm writing, I consume a lot of media. Like a, like like for Epic, I had like my 404 with all the beats for Epic on it plugged into like a portable speaker on my coffee table and I would just like watch YouTube videos and like write rhymes. And um that's like always been kind of my way of writing. I've always had like stuff going on around me while I'm writing my lyrics, like videos or a podcast or just stuff like that. Like I just, I'm really into media and pop culture as I'm sure, you know, like 
comes through. Yeah, yeah. I like definitely like to analyze that stuff and think about it in like artful ways. And yeah, I, I try to have as much like outside data coming in while I'm putting out data, if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Maintain like an equilibrium of like information in and information like, out. Material yeah, exactly. Out. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. Beautiful. Yeah. So what kind of like YouTube videos? I'm sure it's like all kinds, but like, are there any like specific channels or like types of, I used to be really into channels. Like I think for a while I like would only watch videos from certain channels, but now I kind of watch whatever. Um, I feel like the, I feel like the ecosystem of YouTube has changed where it's kind of like drifted away from this idea of having like a curated list of people that you're subscribed to. Now, like, I think that the YouTube algorithm is so much better than it used to be that you really don't need to have this special list of subscribed channels. It's going to show you what you want to see. It like knows you pretty well now. So at least in my experience. So I don't know. Lately, I've been watching a lot of iceberg videos. Do you know what an iceberg video is? Uh, Does it like get into like deeper theories about a topic yeah but like all different topics like i'll watch yeah i'll watch an iceberg video about like damn near anything like <laughs> like um it'll it'll just be like oh like traumatic childhood tv commercials iceberg where it's like and it just goes it just goes down in like the most obscure like scary old tv commercial from like 2001 and just talk about it for like 30 minutes did you like recognize any of those commercial like in one of those videos and just be like have like a flashback to be like oh shit i remember this commercial there's a reason i like blocked this out yeah there's all kinds of stuff like that and also like yeah absolutely and like uh lost media i'm really into like lost media and like the mm-hmm. search to find things like i guess um Somebody found this video of Squidward talking about I'm already right. There. So someone somebody found this video of Squidward talking about a zodiac sign, like an astrological sign, and it's like talking like and like he gives this like small horoscope, and then they found another one for a difference. Like it's officially like it's a real but it's a real the... thing, and they would and they would air it like in between commercials. So like they found two and then they were like, oh, well, there must be one of these for all the signs. And then people were like mm-hmm. scouring the internet. And I think at, the, at, at this time they found like 60% of them. And there's like, just, it's okay. like, they just keep finding more. And um, they're really interesting because they're just these completely forgotten little like in-between commercial spots of Squidward giving you a horoscope based on your zodiac sign. It's crazy. <laughs> yeah. Does he, is, is it like very sardonic for most of the signs? Like he's just like giving sass to Yeah, it's like, you know, it's very Squidward-esque. Like, but but at this I could see him having disdain for like every every sign. Yeah. No matter yeah, what. Yeah, he yeah, it's interesting. Like it's almost like a crash course in like in like in astrology it's like oh like if you're a virgo like you're like this or i don't know like stuff like that um but i feel like squidward would probably be a virgo i think that squidward i think that squidward is a virgo i'm a virgo so i feel like lately i kind of feel a lot like squidward so i'm gonna go ahead and say yeah it's like i just want to chill and practice my goddamn clarinet but my fucking annoying neighbors are yeah, he's a tortured artist, and then he's misunderstood. Yeah. He's misunderstood for being, like, a stick in the mud, when really he's just, like, a quiet person. You know, like, 
I guess he's a little rude, but you know, it's not, it's not evil to be a little rude. <laughs> he could be a cancer now that I'm thinking of it more. I guess so. Or may, maybe like a Capricorn It's definitely like earth or water. I don't know. We could, yeah, we could run down all the SpongeBob. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we could go right into this further if we wanted. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I feel like uh, I'm a Taurus, so I feel like that's Patrick for sure. Hell yeah. Yeah, it's like I live under a rock. I wake up in the middle of the night to eat a cheeseburger. That's amazing. Yeah, it's just that a cheeseburger that is lying in bed with me. That's legendary. Yeah, I love cheeseburgers. I like to make cheeseburgers. Oh, that's another YouTube video guy I like to watch. There's this guy named George. Cheeseburger maker? Yeah, they, no, for, for real. There's this guy named George Motz, and he makes YouTube videos about all these different regional burgers and how you can make them, like, and all mm. the different practices that people employ to make different kinds of cheeseburgers. And I've been watching his videos a lot. I'm really into, like, I'm really into smash burgers and, like, the art of the smash burger. So I've been getting into that shit all the time. Nice. Yeah. Nice. So whatever my algorithm just thinks I only ever want to watch like SNL sketches, <laughs> which is like some of the old ones, like sure. But like, I don't give a shit about SNL currently really. Uh, and so it's like always, it's either that or like Skyrim theory videos because I replayed Skyrim earlier this year and just like would have like 10 hour sessions of Skyrim. And then I would come down from those sessions by watching like, fan theory videos of skyrim like yeah. just to detox from so much skyrim i just ingest more skyrim media that's awesome that was like the month of march for me but now like it's it's either snl or skyrim videos and i'm like i gotta find more youtube channels <laughs> you know snl and skyrim are both pieces of popular culture that i have like missed out on like, I've never seen a full episode of SNL. I've seen, like, like when something when something notable happens on SNL and it, like, makes the news, I see that. But, like, I don't... I couldn't tell you, like, what happens in a typical episode of Saturday Night Live. And Oh, that's fine. Like, honestly, like, I wouldn't say you're missing out on SNL. <laughs> oh, okay. Probably Skyrim. Skyrim, I'd say you, you're missing out I gotta on, get into this like, Skyrim game. I know it's just 10th anniversary. Yeah, 10th anniversary. I know a little bit about I'm, that. I'm getting paid by Bethesda to say this right now. <laughs> Bethesda's like, yeah, Bethesda, come sponsor the podcast. Austin Pudding's got to promote Skyrim being released for the I, like 15th yeah. time since it came out. Oh, my, and I'm, I'm going to buy it again, even though I just bought it again this year. <laughs> I'll probably buy That's it again. That's amazing. Again. That's amazing. But hell yeah, highly recommend Skyrim. Uh, it'll be around. For another 10 years, I imagine. <laughs> Absolutely. All right. Uh, trying to veer back to your music. Oh, cool. Now I'm just like, oh, fuck Skyrim. Like I should... <laughs> sorry. I... Sorry, Dev. I got I to gotta go and uh, play some go. Skyrim. Right I got to go, uh, some... go do a fire spell. I don't know. Is that... Yeah. Is that... <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Cool. But, I mean, that's, that's my favorite. That was my last character. I did like fire magic. That's and epic. I'm just like, you know, like I burned all my problems away. It was fantastic like if someone someone stepped to me wrong then it was flames fire you know? spells coming and right out that's that is the uh the big thing missing in in reality i think is that like when i have a problem i can't just shoot it with a fireball and make it go away yeah i agree and that's why i veer towards like fantasy rpgs a lot 
because that's so cool it's a much better life role-playing games generally stress me out because <laughs> yeah i i have this problem where i have like a problem with like eligibility where like i feel like i'm not like currently it would be hard for me to get into skyrim because i don't feel eligible because i don't know anything about skyrim like I feel like I have to already know everything about the game before I'm allowed to play it. And that's like, that's like an underlying. You're like gatekeeping yourself. I, at that I am. Point. I'm gatekeeping. My, I feel the same. Like I just tried to play Bloodborne again. I played it like when it came out and I had a really awesome time, but then I was like, Oh, I'm going to play Bloodborne. And I was like, Oh, well I should watch a video about like how to make a build of in Bloodborne first. Then I'm like sitting here watching this like 40 minute video about how to make a good build. And I was so bored and I was like, actually, I don't know enough to play this game. And then I just didn't play it. <laughs> yeah. That's the thing I deal with sometimes with, especially with RPGs that have like a lot of systems. Cause I feel like I just have to, I, I can't just like go in blind. Like my favorite kinds of games are like 3d platformers where it's more based on like your reflexes Cause like, okay. I don't know. It's just easier for me to like get on board quicker. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. nice. I've, I've been meaning to ask you about like, you're the creation of your beats. Okay, cool. And also like, also like the way you um, like fuck with them during your live set. Cause I, you mentioned that you have like, you use like a 404 mm -hmm. and play the beats out of that. But I think I also noticed during your live shows that you're, you're like triggering effects over the beats to kind of make them like stutter and stop and like echo and add some delay to it, like at various moments. Mm -hmm. And it like, you're, you're not just like delivering the lyrics. You're like, you have the, the 404 that you're futzing around with uh, to the side too. And so it gives it a very, like, I don't know, it gives it a much more, it gives your performance a much more organic feel than like, just you pressing play mm -hmm. and, and rapping over a beat. Yeah. And that's definitely the idea, right? Like, so the 404 has like a bunch of effects on it that you can do that with basically. And um, it's a great tool for performance of rap music. And I sort of picked that up from like the rapper, like the indie rappers who came before me, you know, like the first mm -hmm. time I saw Milo or Rap Ferreira, like he had a 404 and was, you know, doing doing the exact same thing, you know, and his OGs did that as well, you know, and it's just like, I think indie rappers have this sort of air about them where it's like, oh, I'm a jack of all trades and a master of all of them, you know? And it's like, mm -hmm. it's cool to see these people who really like embody DIY rap in a way where it's like, I really did do all of this myself. Like I made the beat, I'm here putting effects on the beat while I'm spitting. Like that's like a big, like when I study this stuff or when I like look at all the rappers who've came before me, like that's like a through line. Like it's not, it's like, it's not always the 404, but like, you know, there's a video of Open Mike Eagle from like 2010 rapping live with a chaos pad and he's like stuttering his beat with like the chaos pad and like oh, doing yeah. cool stuff with that. And um, yeah, all kinds of stuff like that. Like, I think that's what sets it apart from like different genres in a way. And you kind of see it bleed into other genres sometimes, but I think the 404 specifically is like a really big, uh, it's like the, the weapon of choice for a lot of rappers in my field. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. 
and like for that exact reason, because of the effect that it has on and how it, and how and how transformative it can be for a set to have something like that at the ready. Oh, do you also have a uh, have some Duncan? Oh yeah, I'm drinking Duncan. Got my Duncan oh, coffee. Yeah. Cheers. Yep, yeah, drinking some coffee. Cool. Yeah. Um. Sorry, I get I get distracted by the thought of that's Duncan. awesome. It's always in the back of my mind. I had to vehemently defend it the other weekend because I was in a house in the Catskills with friends and someone said that Duncan is awful and I said you shut your mouth well you know they don't understand and I think I was just talking about this with somebody else there is like a there is like unity in Duncan for New Englanders right Mm -hmm. like in my opinion I think it's obvious that the coffee is not amazing like it's not, no. it's not like the best coffee on the planet. Of course it's not. It's Duncan, but that's not why we go. <laughs> no, yeah, it's we go because that's like the food is not good. No, either. the food is not good. Even the donuts. Like I went to Krispy Kreme one time, and I was like, "This is a, that's this a, is the shit." Yeah, donut, yeah. Like compared to Duncan, like what the hell? Like, but so it's like, of course, but. What I'll say is like it's like it's something that brings us all together in a in a weird way. Like Duncan, like when I'm on tour and I'm homesick or something, or I'm if I like go to LA for a trip and I'm like doing shit and I feel out of place, I can just go get Duncan and like it's like an unpopular place, so like nobody's there. And I go and I get a drink and I just feel like ah, like I'm I'm yeah. good, you know. Yeah, that's why I'd be fucking with this place. Yeah, I have like my regular Duncan up the street. That's like they they know my order. Mm-hmm. Which is like it's honestly that like being a regular at a place sort of stresses me out because I'm like, what if I want to? What if I want to switch it up? <laughs> Some days they see me come in and they like by the time I get to the register, they have the thing yeah. ready. I'm like, what if I want? What if today was yeah. the day? I wanted to like switch I've it up. I've had that it's same not, thought. It's not, but what if? I've had that same thought. Um... Like let <laughs> let me deliver the order. Like I appreciate that you're you're at the ready, but like yeah. maybe I want to like mix it up. Yeah, or like you Be know, a spontaneous. Live yeah, a like give me a chance to say I'll take the usual. You know, yeah. Yeah. you know, give it's give like, me a chance to say such that. A wonderful thing to say. Right. Yeah. Right. And it's like, yeah, uh, when I was living in Maine, I had a regular Duncan and I would wake up to drive my partner to work and we'd go to Duncan together and I would order the first coffee. I would say, can I get this coffee? And they like hear my voice and be like, oh, and then you want this and this and this and this. And sometimes I'd be like, actually, no. And it's like, they like, Mm -hmm. would it like that I'm switching it up sometimes? Sometimes we'd get glaze sticks and sometimes we wouldn't get them and like, it's just like there's a lot of pressure, you know. I can't yeah. be eating donuts every day. They need to be a little more patient. <laughs> now we're like hating on them. We're like, <laughs> yeah. I love Duncan. Fuck them. <laughs> they're absolutely they're too good shit. at their job. It, it's actually too good. Yeah, they're too eager to like to be accommodating. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> just like we want, we want to know you, and it's almost like the the Spotify algorithm where it's like. Oh, we have that. We have like a nearly endless supply of music from anywhere and any time. But obviously, you want to listen to the same five albums mm-hmm. over and over mm-hmm. again. 
like yeah i love the cure but i'm not trying to listen to them every day spotify <laughs> like it not every day is a cure day sometimes i'm happy right sometimes you're happy <laughs> sometimes things are going good and then sometimes i want to listen to the cure <laughs> i feel that way too my spotify is pretty much only weather box like it like my spotify is really just like the weather box listening app oh yeah we can talk about that too i feel like I've like said this before as a joke, but like kind of like half kidding. I feel like I'm emo's uh, favorite rapper. Like I feel like everyone who's in like mm. alt emo or like rock bands or like into that kind of music always likes my music. And I'm always like trying to like analyze that in like a way and figure out why that is. But um, I've never really gotten gotten to figure it out. But like that's <laughs> that just that just came to mind that like you're bumping my chemical romance in me. It's like hell yeah. I, I mean, I was literally at emo night last night when I ran into this person who asked me. <laughs> That's if, what I'm talking about. If, if I knew your That's music. That's what I'm talking about. That's what I'm talking about. And I know, I know, because uh, I think he's mentioned he's friends with you, but Joey Del Ponte. Oh, yeah. We used to play. Uh, yeah, we used to play. I used to play in an emo band. So, like, I guess that's probably why. But oh, yeah, okay. but <laughs> I think we figured yeah, it out. But um, my band used to play shows with Mall Cops, like, way back in the day. Like, Cause they've been a band for a long time. Yeah. Um, yeah. Joey's Joey's uh, one of my writers at Alston. Pudding. That's so epic. So yeah, yeah. So my recommended categories on the front page are like, it's all over the place. It's seventies road trip. And it has like Rolling Stones, Neil Young, Elton John, epic soundtracks. It's got purple rain and uh, Superfly by Curtis Mayfield. Yeah. Spinal tap. Then Shoegaze Essentials for fans of Otis Redding. Okay. And then for fans of Fleetwood Mac. Yeah, that's sort of, I guess, a cross-section of like soft rock classics, which has like Steely Dan and the Doobie Brothers. Mm. Fantastic. So yeah, that's that's like the jumble, the eclectic jumble of my like things that Spotify thinks I want to listen to all that's the time. That's amazing. Which is not inaccurate. <laughs> For me, it's like, really, it's a lot of... I'm really into, like, theatrical stuff. I really like things that are theatrical. I like Meatloaf. I don't know if you listen to Meatloaf ever. Oh, okay. Uh, not... Never really got into him I love much, Meatloaf. Like, Meatloaf okay. rules. Bad Out of Bad Hell. Out of hell. Um, I can't remember the name of the song, but there's just this one song. And I love... Um, I, I, I love Paul Simon. I went through this phase of like really studying Paul Simon's Graceland, like lyrically, like really hard. And like, I went through this phase of like smoking weed to Paul Simon's Graceland a lot. He's like, like dancing around. He's one of these dudes that I think has the brain of a rapper. Like if he grew, like if he grew up in a different era, like he would be, a, he would be an indie rapper, you know? Honestly, I can see that. Like he has a very, especially on Graceland, he's got a very like, he's not just like, like singing, like no, he's, drawing he's out spitting. syllables. He's he's like packing syllables into yeah. each line. Like like you can call me Al is fucking bars. No, so um, Boyo Boys with the Gumboots band or whatever. That song is crazy lyrically. Oh yeah, and yeah, then yeah. also um, Crazy in Love, Crazy in Love when he's mm -hmm. calling himself. He like refers to himself as Fat Charlie the Archangel. I'm like obsessed with that. Yeah. I'm obsessed with that. Like, what does that mean, dog? And then I'm going to genius and getting some, right. some of the best. It's so cool. And here. then um, on uh, on that was your mother. He talks about being a touring musician, 
and he calls himself a traveling salesman. And I've never related to something more. Like sometimes I go on tours and and I just feel like a fucking traveling salesperson. Like hell yeah, like, <laughs> yeah. It's pretty abysmal, but also kind of cool. Yeah, that was I love that was your mother. That's such a like a, a for, I feel like it's a forgotten track on like because it's kind of it's like the second to last track mm-hmm. I want to say, and it's kind of at the end. But yeah, that. Cause it's got like, he's doing that like new Orleans, like Zydeco type swing. Mm-hmm. Cause he keeps referencing Zydeco and stuff. But yeah, just like the chorus for that is also like very quickly delivered, like standing on the corner in Lafayette, Louisiana. state of Louisiana. Yeah. That song is awesome. Yeah. 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 That whole album is, is really, really good. It's great. But yeah, no, he, he is. Yeah. He'd be rapping. Yeah, that's a really Paul good Paul Simon be yeah. rapping. Like, he's on the track spitting bars. Like, <laughs> like I'm obsessed with that. Like, yeah. Yeah, I'm obsessed with that. And then I and then I also listen to a lot of Weatherbox, the band Weatherbox. I feel the same way. Lyrically. I'm not super familiar with them, but I'll check they're them like out. A, They're like an emo band. They put out... Their last record came okay. out in, like, 2015 or something or like that. So, some time ago. But... I'm like obsessed with them. Like I'm like literally I'm in the process of trying to like figure out if I can get Weatherbox to play a show somewhere on the East coast, just like through my connections. Like I'm trying to like DM people and be like, you know, you think you could convince Brian Warren to fucking fly out to maybe New York or I'll drive. And like, I'm like being like, I'll pay for everything. Like, like I'll like fund this whole event. I just get to see them play, you know. Nice, nice. Yeah, I hope that uh, that comes comes together. <laughs> I would love that. I, I would become a promoter for like one show. I would just like be a booking agent for one show. Yeah, one night only. Yeah. Pink Mabel presents <laughs> Weatherbox. <laughs> yeah. yeah, that'd Hell be my yeah. dream. Yeah, I love that band. Tarzan, the tragic tan storm man with the Johnny mnemonic flow, the bugle and Mario. 
watch you is on break. So I'ma take the opportunity to take their place up. The bugle and Mario Watcher is on break. So I'ma take the opportunity to take their place up. It's all around. Traveling with my crew. All I could really think was if I had to prove that it's just a what I do. This music, oh my goodness, it chilly billy bones, and I tell you, it reminds me back in seventy music. Oh man, this is chilly billy bones music. Hyper-specific Marshfield, Massachusetts. <laughs> okay, you ready? You ready to have some Marshfield this is when, talk? This is when any, if anyone's listening, this is when they're like, "All right, I'm gonna, I'm gonna shut yeah, this off." Yeah. So, like, if you're not from, if you don't live very close to Plymouth Rock, then you, yeah, uh, you may want to log off. Also, if you live in Duxbury, fuck <laughs> off now. You have, you have never, you have never been welcome in this. Space. I've never met anybody. Like I've never been to a DIY show and been like, "Oh, where are you from?" And they've said the, and then and they've said Duxbury. Yeah, if 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 they did, I'd probably just walk away. I would be uncomfortable. <laughs> like, I don't even. I didn't even go to Marshfield High, and I'm oh, just like, "Where did you go?" Fuck Duxbury. I went to. Oh hell yeah. Yeah, hell no. No, okay, word. <laughs> well, I mean, Marshfield High wasn't that I mean, great either. Yeah, no, but uh, I'm not even Catholic, and I went to fucking Jesuit got you. school. So got you. Anyway, uh, I mean, I got I did. I got good grades and got a good education. Yeah. So yeah. Thank you. But yeah, so I like I don't even like have like a uh like the high school football rivalry ingrained in me. No, but in Marshfield, the rivalry between Marshfield and Duxbury is like is like they look down. Yeah, on it us. goes it goes beyond the high school football shit. It it it, it does. Yeah. It's really on some Pawnee Eagleton type beat, you know? Yeah, yeah, <laughs> it really is. They would build a fence mm-hmm. if they could. Yeah, keep us it's out. It's really on some Pawnee Eagleton type shit. That. Yeah, but yeah. So Marshfield, I um I went to Marshfield Public Schools up until my. Uh, junior year of high school in junior junior and senior year of high school i went to a charter school in norwell called south shore okay. called south shore charter but i was like one of the last i was one of the last people to be in the old high school before they tore it down oh okay. yeah. Yeah, yeah so i never got to go into like the fancy new high school i've never been in that building what uh what year were i graduated you? 2015 from high school yes okay yeah, yeah. from high school yeah i was Oh, 09 so that was yeah. we probably wouldn't have known any people like overlapping no um oh but do you know uh i had a friend named pete and he had a he had a couple older older siblings named bridget bridget i'll say her full name i don't know whatever but they were the name sounds super but familiar. they were friends with these guys who were in a band called ghost man on third Okay, never mind. Okay, never mind. But that's like the one thing I could think of was maybe you knew Ghostman on third, but they were like older than us. Do you know any of the Oh, like Galen or Becca? I was in a band with Becca. Oh, hell yeah. (laughs) So, so Jason, their older Uh brother, is like my like oldest friend in life. Like, we oh, that's so cool. 
Yeah, he's like my longest serving best friend. Wow. I, I love that love that dude to death. That's that's awesome. Yeah, my first they're not gonna listen to I mean, to this, Becca might but, okay, uh, so my first ever band that I was ever in was with me and Becca played Keys. And then I don't know if you know any of the like baby? Jack Corrine. The names sound familiar. So were you, did you ever go over to the show? Oh yeah. Okay. There's a maybe a chance that we were there at the same time because their house is like there's always like so they have four kids. Yeah. And and there was always like at least two of each of their children's friends there. So it, it was like especially over the summer because they had the pool. There right. was like you know, oftentimes like upwards of like minimum 10 teenagers <laughs> there of like varying ages. So, I mean, there's like a chance that we may have been there at the definitely, same time. Definitely <laughs> plausible. That's awesome. Yeah, yeah. I love the whole Yeah, family. they're great. Um, they're great. Yeah. I'm trying to think of other like, oh, well, so I, most of the time that I spent living in Marshfield, I was living in Brent Rock. Like that was like where mm. I spent a lot of my time. And uh, I don't know if you ever knew about, do you know that like weird tower in Brant Rock? Yeah, yeah, yeah. The, the, Cause it was like a watchtower. Yeah. Okay. Built for like World War II so or something. Did you ever see the Equalizer 2? No, but that's the, de- they filmed it in Brant <laughs> yes. Rock. And Denzel Washington yeah. beats up this guy on the top of that tower and kicks him off the tower. Hell okay, yeah. I, I need to, I need to yeah. watch it just for like the sake of seeing Brand Rock in a weird way. But yeah, it's so it's so crazy because so they made it they made it look like it was off a cliff that like goes into the water with like digital editing oh. or whatever. Yeah, that's not. But how that's it not is. how it is, right? You know that already. But yeah, it's just funny. I did uh, the album I made before the album I made before Epic is like this growing up story about like my my childhood and growing up in Marshfield specifically or whatever. And there's a bunch of Marshfield specific bars. Like, I don't know if you went to Furnacebrook middle school, but I rap. I did. Cool. Yeah. So I rapped I about, it. yeah, it sucks there, but I don't know. It's school, but I don't know. I rapped up. I hear it's gotten better, but I have a bar about, I have a bar in there about like being in crimson cluster and like, nobody gets it. Cause it's like, that's so specific. Is that, was that a sixth grade cluster? Mm-hmm. Okay. I was in yellow. I think I was yellow, green, and then orange. I was in green cluster too, and I oh, hell yeah. and I was an orange cluster. Was uh Mr. P- still there? Yeah, yeah. He's like the only one whose name I remember. Do you do you remember? I liked him. Do you remember Mr. P- I was he the science teacher on that? cluster? He wasn't in that cluster, or maybe he was. I know they yeah. like changed the clusters around, but when when I was Sometimes, there, he wasn't yeah. he wasn't in my cluster. But I had a summer job at this like seafood restaurant and he also worked there like dur- like during the summer oh. yeah did you have uh i guess you wouldn't because you probably would have been or- or orange cluster in eighth grade mm-hmm. but um mr yeah King no i had mr was the English teacher. Oh, yeah. okay funny dude that dude is wild <laughs> he's wild my uh he's he would uh, yeah he was um he was something else weirdly like conservative and like never felt like he shouldn't get into his politics yeah. in front of a bunch of eighth graders, yeah. which even in eighth grade, I was like, all right. Yeah. But actually, um, so he actually did one really cool thing for me. And I don't, to this day, I don't really know why he did it, but we were reading King Arthur and everybody had this assignment to like 
take a part of King Arthur and like summarize it in like a, in like what I guess would be like a lecture, like a presentation. Mm-hmm. And he just let me do it in song. He was like, you can just make four songs that summarize this chapter of King Arthur. And it was, Hell and yeah. it was before I really even made music. Like I wasn't really, I was in the eighth grade. Like I didn't really, I kind of knew how to record music, but I wasn't like good at it yet. You know what I mean? Or like, I wasn't doing it all the time, but he just told me I could. And I was like, all right. So I, and that was like one of the first oh, yeah. times I ever, that, that was one of the first times I ever like recorded raps it was for, for, uh, from an assignment given me by Mr. <laughs> and, uh, and then there was Mrs. Was the social studies teacher in orange cluster. Oh yeah. I had her absolute dog shit. Fuck her. <laughs> I hate her. <laughs> I had her. I had her. I think when I had her, it was her last year and she was like retiring. Oh, I'm sorry. It's too bad. It wasn't the year after year right before uh, <laughs> she, I got, I aced everything in that class and I still walked away with C's every semester. I'm like, I'm like you just, you did not Dang. like me. Like I, I got A's on all the tests. Like it was American history. It wasn't that hard. Right. Like, I did all, I did the homework. I got like A's on the tests and I just think she didn't, didn't like me. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I don't know. I got bad vibes from her. And then she, I think she, and the, here's some, here's some old gossip. She and the, the science teacher in that cluster, whose name was Mr. Something. Uh, they just like stood, their rooms were across from each other and they just would stand like outside their doors and just like have like flirtatious banter. <laughs> That's crazy. And, it, it was like they were probably they were probably fucking outside of school. Like that's what we all thought. That was like the big room because they were just yeah. Wow. I don't know. There was there was a lot of sexual tension in that hallway from like the teachers, which is like that's not the sexual tension that should be going on in in middle that school. Is like, so wild. Yeah, Marshfield yeah. is crazy. I worked at the Boys and Girls Club all throughout high school. I don't know if you ever went there at all when he went to Marshfield. Because I think it was, I think it was built, like it opened up sometime when I was in high school. Like it was fairly new. Oh, okay, yeah. Yeah, they used to have an old location over by the the library, but now their facility is across, it's like where Roach Brothers is, like behind Roach Brothers. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah. 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 There's a whole like neighborhood behind there now, like a a new like subdivision neighborhood. And it's like weird. My friend got a concussion there skateboarding. Like we were, we were there skateboarding and he like went down this really steep driveway and like smacked his head on a fucking light pole. Damn. Yeah. Oh, damn. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, you're not a gamer. If you like video games or anime or cartoons, you might know a few of my characters. Jack Black. Yo, you know why I'm still wearing this mask? Because it annoys you every time I wear it. Yeah. I said, I like how my car cycles through all known users of Bluetooth connections to find one that's open. But also, of course, when I uh, roll to a stop, um, sometimes the dot can't bumps into encroaching this old dot. The person
new oil in my car last her name is Emily the Tiguan remembers her heavily searching for her phone again but all it finds is me dead with weather box queued up to YouTube the clouds while I do stunts if you stomp but lyrics like those I wanna write a Lord Beerus light type poem lay it onto a gold record fear enticed poem and I roam 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 the training never stops it's always little thoughts on who I am or am I liked enough or did I get those likes I want ah shit forget it I'm gonna block the brain and focus on the lemon chicken shit I'm gonna block the brain and focus on that lemon chicken shit my bitch or my penis doll really doesn't matter dude all the nigga needs is vision gumption plus the attitude maybe like a rack or two for gas so I can scatter through the past I wanna do it like my dad with living latitude passion too yes of course I got it it's been covered Mabel is the poster child for that funny buzzer bee adopted as a teen many notes would talk about the operation of the ruby team oh I worked it out dog yeah and my voice makes the sun rise and I'm looking up to sunrise yeah and I be feeling super tongue-tied get to feeling the super sponge rhyme this is my sponge rhyme soak it all up if you could find a combination of heating a good time but if you can't dog it's no pressure sometimes I just spit simply for the leisure uh, and that was right up on the header uh, I'll trade you my lemonade for that funnel cake nah I'm good why not it's fresh Lemonade. I'm good. So you don't want my lemonade? Nah, I'm good. Then no cake for you tonight. Epic. Okay, so the big Marshfield question, because I feel like this is a divisive issue, and I have a lot of thoughts on this. I feel like this is a very nuanced, okay, nuanced situation. So, what is your favorite pizza place in town? Oh my god, I don't even want to have this conversation. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Like, I can't let you go without. Okay. Okay. So there's a whole history where like my rankings changed over time because we were my family was always an Anthony's family, like like in the early years. But then, but but then Marshfield Famous kind of became the like the go-to place, and like for a while we switched to Marshfield Famous. Mm -hmm. But then I think at some point. Like when I was in college, Famous got worse and Anthony's kind of just stayed where it had mm-hmm. always been at. Mm-hmm. And we like reverted to being uh, an Anthony's family. So I would go down and say that like, like Marshfield Famous from like 2005 to 2010 was, that was their time. That was their moment. Wow. But my favorite pizza place would be Anthony's. You know, and- I'm sorry, that, that might be controversial. Okay, so I've never been crazy about Famous Pizza I okay. never been a writer for famous. I've I've gone there, but never been something that I am obsessed with, right? I used to live in that apartment complex behind Anthony's Pizza. So that that would be a place that I'd get a lot. Okay, yeah. But I will say this. There is a third contender that is they were added to the game some sometime later, maybe it must have been like 2014, maybe they 13, maybe 20, oh, okay. maybe 2013 they opened up. So famous pizza used to be owned by two guys. And one of those guys lived in Providence and the other guy lived in Marshfield. And basically the story goes is that they started to butt heads and some things were going on. It's such a high stakes game, like right. owning a pizza, right. like, a, like a small town suburban pizza place. So one of the guys says, you know what? You can run this yourself. I'm out of here and quits the and quinn just quits famous 
and he opens a pizza place down the street, kind of close to the police station on the way to Brent Rock, called Manny's Pizza. Manny's. Manny's Pizza. And Manny's Pizza, in my opinion, was the best pizza in Marshfield for a very long time. And okay. so Manny's Pizza exists. It tastes just like Famous, but the crust is like big. Like it has, it has like a big crust. Mm-hmm. And that was... Yeah, maybe that's why Famous got it worse. Is. Is because... it, I'm telling you, I'm telling you definitively, it is why Famous got worse. Okay. The, all right. This is a whole... Yeah, yes. No, we figured yes. it out. We, yes. We so then Manny's Pizza opens up. And in my opinion, that's the best pizza in Marshfield. But it gets crazier. They became so successful that they were able to open a second location. There's two Manny's Pizzas. So the original, the original Manny's Pizza became a place called Airport Pizza. For some reason, they changed the name. So it's called Airport, but it's okay. the same place. It's called Airport Pizza. Oh, because it's like by yes. sort of yes, by it's... the airport. Because we have, there's an airport. Yes, in Yes, yes. I used to go. I used yeah. to go smoke weed there. <laughs> yeah. Oh, nice. nice. I would. I would, my friends would, and I, we would just like drive around like 138. There's like that loop that you can do where you go down 138 and loop around like Green Harbor mm-hmm. and Brant Rock and then come back up by the Dairy Queen and you're back in the town center. And we would drive around there, like trying to find like a decent place to smoke where the cops wouldn't be like, yeah. you know, these kids are obviously smoking. Yeah. Meat. But we would smoke by the fairgrounds a lot, which is when they started, um, like the levitate festival oh yeah uh, which is like a jam band stonery festival i i've haven't been i'm sure it's a great time if you like jam bands i don't really but i like, went to the first one they, the one with the I whalers, went to the, yeah I, I, think. So I thought and that was the reason i went i was like i want to see the fucking whalers. Oh, yeah. yeah yeah but it's like it's like weird to me that like because teenagers are definitely like openly smoking weed there at that i festival. did I smoked weed there. And it's like, maybe this is just me being old and like resentful of the the youth, but I'm like, I used to have to like do this shit illegally. And now you're just hitting the fucking like vape pen. True. We like, we would have to hide the bong under the seat. And I was like, why didn't someone just learn to roll a fucking joint? Yeah. Like, why did you bring a bong into Mm -hmm. the car? Mm-hmm. I feel that. Like a joint you can throw. Anyway, sorry, but airport pizza. So airport by the airport. So, so so Manny's Pizza turns into airport pizza, and then Manny's Pizza. Do you remember where the scuba equipment store was? No. Um, it's like right by. It, I think for a while it was called Grill One Thirty Nine. Like it was all these different restaurants. Um, it, when I was growing up, it was a scuba supply store. That was like what I remember okay. it as, but it was sort of like, it was sort of like right, right across from like, it was very close to like where Levitate is, but like kind of like right across from like the library kind of. Okay. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That spot is now like the big Mandy's pizza. So it's like really close to famous now. It's like, they're like right down the street from each other. And yeah. um, the pizza is still just as good. I go there sometimes. I'm really fucking with their food. Anyway, Mandy's Pizza is the best pizza in Marshfield. And um, All right, I'll have to give that a try. I think second second to that is definitely Anthony's and then Famous last because their crust is all... I don't like that kind of crust, like that like pan thin crust. Yeah, it's very, very thin. So I would, we would like what became like the, the go-to dish when I was in high school that everyone got. Cause it was like a, it was like a hangout spot for like high oh, school yeah, for, sure. for a while. Cause again, that was like the thing to do. Like, there's not a whole lot to do. It was like, you drive around 
like in a loop and you like stop in at famous when you're hungry and then you like maybe will probably run into other friends and then you're like oh can we go to someone's house like are your parents asleep can we right uh, can we like hide in the basement and like sip nips or something like quietly because we don't want to like clink bottles But yeah, like it, uh, the buffalo chicken calzone was like the thing to get oh, at Famous. And cool. that be- but even even that became like at some point when I went back after I was like in college and I was like visiting home, I just remember being like, has this always been this fucking soggy and greasy? <laughs> it is. Like, I, feel like it's, is- I feel like it's regressed. Yeah, their food is super greasy. I haven't been there in a, 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 a grip. I have not been there in a quite a, quite a long time, so. Yeah, but I but I definitely believe it. Yeah, no, it sounds yeah, it sounds like Manny's is worth worth a try if they yeah they took like the quality of famous. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like next time you're in Marshfield, definitely give Manny's a try. Um, it's good. I'm fucking with it. Hell I just yeah. go there a lot. With some other like hyper specific Marshfield things. So I grew up um like sort of close to Hummer Rock, like in North oh, Marshfield. Cool. One of the things that like we did in like elementary and middle school was like jump off the bridges into like the like the South River. Oh wow. Which means I could never when my mom asked me that stereotypical parent question, like if all your friends were jumping off a bridge, would you do it? It's like, yeah, because they were doing that one day and I <laughs> I did that. Yeah. I was um, like, um I I mean to this day I'm still I'm kind of like a, a loser. So like I are like a baby. So like everything or like uh you know like in the Goonies like chunk like I'm chunk like oh, yeah. I'm like I'm that kid. So like I would be around that stuff and I'd be the one that's like this is dangerous guys. I'm not gonna do that. Like, that's me. But um I totally know what you mean. Like I've been at that bridge and everyone's like let's jump and I'm just like I don't know. That's a little dangerous. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that's been my whole vibe. Yeah. <laughs> Grown up. Well, it's also what was I felt like was more dangerous wasn't the jump off the bridge. It was getting back yeah. up because you would have to like you'd climb up the underside of the bridge. And I was like, this is the part that like someone could actually get hurt doing mm-hmm. it. if you like slip and fall and like you could like hit your head on like a piece mm-hmm. of wood or worse metal. And, and then you're done. Yeah. <laughs> It's like, well, even if you, even if that doesn't like fuck you up immediately, it's like, if you get a cut that river water, like the South river is not, Mm -hmm. I don't imagine that's, I imagine there's a lot of like, a lot of stuff in there. Yeah. 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 It's like saltwater river. Exactly. Did you ever go to the bridgeway? Cause that's by there. That was like my, one of my family's go-to spots. The bridgeway is the bridgeway. Like right on like a pier of some sort or like sort of yeah it's it's technically in marsh it's like right next to the bridge that goes over oh, to like yes. what is hammerock because yes. hammerock is technically situated. yes i have been to the bridgeway then and it's like it's like an inn too mm-hmm. there's like three or four rooms that you can rent out i've always wanted to like spend a night there just to be like yeah i'm staying at the bridgeway yeah inn. um so brant rock has their own thing of that called the fairview i don't know if you've ever seen the fairview oh, yeah, yeah, yeah similar yeah, yeah. vibe been... oh another another specific hyper specific marshall thing have you ever met steven tyler or uh <laughs> yeah joe perry so yes uh so they were like i was in that neighborhood like steven tyler was less than a mile away from me 
I had many opportunities to meet him, but I thought Aerosmith was so fucking lame that every time my mom was like, it's Steven Tyler, go say hi. I'd be like, why? I don't even like him. Like, I don't care. <laughs> That's so funny. That is so funny. No, what he's a, he would run around the neighborhood in like this, like the same type of <clears throat> spandex that like he would perform in like with Aerosmith, mm-hmm. like it just looked like he was wearing his performance yeah. spandex. But also he had this dumbass vehicle. It was, it was like a car, but it had like three wheels, but it was like an open type roadster thing. Right. With like no, no roof. Right. And he'd like drive that around. And it's just like, dude, what are you doing? <laughs> right. Right. I haven't, I've never met Steven Tyler, but I did see Joe Perry one time. And then also, have you ever met Steve Carell? No, but uh, he he bought the general store yes. in in North Marshfield, and that's why I bring it up. Uh, cause... Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which is like that's my go to. Like when I would hang out at the, <laughs> we, me and Jason would always run up the yeah, hill. Yeah, they live right and by. Get a bunch of candy. Yeah, yeah. Like just down the hill. I used to skate down that hill a lot. Like nice. That's that's a good yeah. skating hill. That's... Yeah, when they would, I used to be really into downhill skateboarding, and like during its like there was this there was an era where like downhill was like almost becoming mainstream in a way. And like levitate was like really capitalizing on that. So they would have a lot of gear for downhill skaters at their shop. So we'd go there a lot. I was technically like sponsored by levitate. I got to go to the festival for free and they would give me clothes and stuff. Oh hell yeah! And, um, but, um, every year during the arts festival that uh, happens there, they would, the Marshfield Hills. Right. Festival, they would yeah. close that road. So we would just skate that road all day. It's like, because oh, it yeah. was the, there would be no cars. Damn. Nice. But you, you also got, because the bottom of that hill, I don't know. I feel like cars, the street that it intersects with cars, just like cruise, like absolutely like shoot around that turn. Cause that's like right where the house is. And that's like a, I don't know. I feel like cars drive too fast on that street mm. and there's too many blind turns. Now we're getting into like Marshfield, right. like traffic habits. This is getting real deep. Have you ever have you ever hung out at Damon's Point? No. I smoked weed at Damon's no. Point. Oh, that was like the, that was another go to spot because that's like down one of the streets and around the corner from the house, and like you go down, it's like this pier and like boating dock right on the North mm-hmm. River, and you can see like the bridge that goes into Situate and that weird little like the weird little fishing supply store that's like right in the middle of the bridge. Oh. There's like a house on stilts that's on like an island in the middle of the river. Yeah. Very popular. I've never gotten to hang there, but that's so cool. (laughs) Hell yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I feel like it's one of those Marshfield checklist places. Right. Well, I mean, I'm pretty close by now, so maybe I'll just go chill there alone (laughs) as like an adult, you know? (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. It sounds cool. Yeah. You know, it's Mm -hmm. good times there. I was just there in July because had to get together because like all their all their children were home and like a bunch of us like our friends were like my age friends were like around for the first time in a few years and so we like took a midnight walk down to damon's point and smoked a bunch of weed and drank down there and it was like you know like old times we're all 30 now so it's like... <laughs> oh have you ever been to that place with like the rope swing mm, and like the waterfall 
it like it, like there's like a rope swing that like goes into like a lake. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. The, in the woods behind. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. And then there's and then there's that like really big house that's like recessed. Yeah. There's like a little lake there. That that is I would never like I don't want to like ever move back to Marshfield. But if I like had to, and if I had like an unlimited amount of resources, I would buy that house. Like that's like sort of my dream house. I love the look of that house, like from afar. Yeah. Yeah. I, that house is sick, but yeah. So I've, I've been in those woods. I live. So I went to like, that was my elementary school and I live like across the woods from. Mm -hmm. So there is like a, a trail in the back of my house that connected to a trail that led to. And then once you're at, you could take another trail that would take you down to the center of town that like lets out at CVS. Whoa. Oh, I've yeah. seen the trail at the CVS. Like I'm, I've seen that side of it, but I've never gone down it. I didn't yeah. know where it went. That, that takes, that takes you to like my neighborhood. Whoa. So that's like the, my favorite thing about growing up in Marshfield. There's not a lot to do, but like, as someone who like really likes to be out in nature, having a large amount of forest easily accessible just from my backyard was like, I spent a lot of my time. When people ask me where I grew up, I say the woods. (laughs) That's so epic. Yeah. I would take like a wiffle ball bat out there and I would pretend I was a Jedi because I was like really into Star Wars shit and I'd make the noises (laughs) like. "Mm -hmm." I'm really into Star Wars too. Hell yeah. This is now the second time on this podcast that I've made lightsaber noises. So <laughs> it probably won't be the last. Star Wars is sick. Making Star Wars noises is cool. Spinning the spinning the lightsabers is cool. Oh, how about this? Do you want to know some crazy Star Wars lore info that I have? My my sure. favorite yeah, yeah. my favorite fact about Star Wars? See, I'm hoping that you'll tell me something new that I don't already know. Do you know why they spin the lightsabers? No. Okay, it's not for style. Like, their Jedis are so, like, smart, and they're, like, using the Force. Every time they're spinning their lightsabers, they're, like, about to strike, but they can see that the other dude's going to be able to block it. So they just keep spinning, mm-hmm. looking for an opening. Like, it's like, they're, like, mm-hmm. kind of mind-reading each other so hard that it just looks like they're just flip, like spinning around their lightsabers for no reason. Okay. But, but like, really it's Damn. because yeah, really it's because they're like anticipating a clash. So they just keep, they keep like moving on waiting for the perfect moment to like, yeah. Fun fact about Star Wars. Interesting. Well, I wonder what, at what point in the franchise that came in. Cause if you watch like the original movies, right. it's not as like, it's not as like fancy spinning because mm-hmm. it's it's much more like a like medieval sword fighting yeah. where it's like much more slower paced, more powerful blows. That was definitely like a prequel. A pre- that thing. was a prequel. Yeah, thing. yeah, one of the prequels choices. All right, favorite prequel. Favorite prequel. I think my favorite prequel is the last one because it's like the most hype one. Okay. I guess I don't know. The I second one that. sucks. The the last one is. Thank you. The last one is fun. Is the last one is funny. And then the the first one is like, I feel like the first one's like almost too detached. I don't even know like what I'm watching when I watch the. First. I like the Phantom Menace a lot. Mm-hmm. Actually, there's a lot to criticize it for. Like Jar Jar Binks is objectively fucking one of the stupidest <laughs> characters ever created in not even just in Star Wars, just in anything. However, what I will say, 
there is no other Star Wars film that has pod racing in it. And I think the pod racing scene is just like so like the two reasons I really love Phantom Menace are pod racing and Darth Maul. Oh yeah, pod racing as like a lore implication and like as a sport is pretty cool. It's kind of a bummer that that they never like did pod racing again. Cause I think generally like that's a pretty cool thing to like have in your like world. Yeah. You know? Sick. Mm-hmm. It we did get awesome fucking video games, some pretty epic video games from from pod racing. Yeah, even like the Lego the Lego Star Wars game pod racing mini game is like really fun. But yeah, even like the pod racing game itself is pretty sick too and shit is pretty swag. Word, word. Now might be a good time to wrap up. I think we've been talking for a little over an hour. So that should that's be epic. like this was a super fun convo. Uh, thanks for yeah. Yeah. And yeah. thanks for hitting me up. Like, you know, thanks for having me. This was yeah, super fun. Totally. Anything you want to like close with or, or plug like right at the end here um, to wrap honestly, up? Honestly, just listen to Epic and stream and stream Epic by me, Pink Naval. You can also buy it on Bandcamp. I yeah. Believe. Yeah. It's Friday, so it's like you know, remind people that Bandcamp Friday is still yeah. But buy music that you like. Do that. Yeah. Hell yeah. All right, Pink Navel, thank you so much for taking the time. Yeah, and I will catch you at a show Hell soon. Hell yeah, see you soon. Provide you thirst with pure authentic interest in my talents. Screw your mom complexes. We silly Billy reprimanded. Plus a few collector's cans. I doubled up to get demanded back another time. Yeah, killing it. The set was famous. Afterwards, a thicky sandwich. Driving through some arms with Dan and a couple larger fries. Uh, kind of what I like to do. Plus, all the way the side of food buffs. Everyone around the waves are craving something nice. Uh, lately, I have been on fire. Burning up my own desire. Quit the cigs and now I'm tired of the bells collide. Huh. I will never finish letter. I will write this verse forever. Sew it to my favorite sweater when I'm rapping live. Uh, if you see me getting cheddar, know that I remember better. Mapping out the whole vocabulary into vine. That's to say my brain is cluttered. Data from some kind of other life I live behind that summer screen. And when I blinked, all my web pages are lost. Couldn't do it, I'm exhaust. So I grabbed a couple parchment papers and some ink. Yo, it's dot, diggity, dot, dot, dev. I'm the cartoon fanatical. Radically associating things into a song. All I do is plug on strings across my vast bullets and porn, and then I go on. Hoping for a new installment of the motive. Ooh, I got it. Vivid dreams that keep me honest. Let it run its courses. Eager to get messy now. It's epic when I'm around this cinematic universe of sound that I retort. <laughs> you can say I'm leading Dever, leaving devs of older skin. Bolstering my current swing and pattern beats. Finally, like I finally noticed, all the time I spend a soul folks. Added up to going so nuts that I never leave. Never, I never leave, never leave, never leave. Soul folking when I breathe, when I breathe, when I breathe. Dog, never leave, never Leave, never leave, so fucking when I breathe, when I breathe, when I breathe, yeah! What you going to do today? We are just a dude Okay, folks, that's it. We're wrapping up, putting the lid on season one. Yeah, thank you so much to Pink Navel 
for sitting down with me to close off this first season. I want to thank so many people. Uh, this has been such a wonderful experience starting a podcast for an organization, Alston Pudding, that I love dearly and I've been with for five years. You know, every episode was a, it was a learning experience. Um, I'm so grateful for that opportunity. Uh, I'm so grateful to Alston Pudding, everyone in Alston Pudding, my fellow editors, Christine and Jackie, the writing staff, our, our photography team, everyone I've worked with in my time at Alston Pudding. This is a podcast that no one asked for, but I decided to go and do anyway. And I'm, I'm loving doing this. I, I'm going to take a little break for a couple weeks, try to record some interviews so I can come back to you in 2022 with hot, fresh content. Yeah, uh, thank you to every artist who has, has popped up on this. I want to thank my buddy Ethan, who is basically the engineer of this podcast. Could not do it without Ethan. Uh, it would sound a lot worse. I want to thank you guys, the listeners. If you're listening still, if you've tuned into any episodes, you don't have to listen to every episode, but thank you if you've listened at all, even to one episode, even if you listened to 10 minutes and, and bailed. I mean, come back, please. But thank you, nonetheless. Uh, I want to thank all my exes, however loosely that term can be applied. I love you all so much. Got nothing but love. There's no resentment. That sounds petty, but it's not like peace and love to, to everybody, you know, in general. <laughs> but also those who I've dated. Yeah, uh, who else do I want to thank? I want to thank... I want to thank my family, my mom, my dad, my brother. I want to thank, I want to thank music, the concept of music in general. Uh, I want to thank the Boston Music Awards and, and anyone, who, the people who nominated me and voted for me uh, and this podcast and Austin Pudding as a whole. It was, it was wild and, and I had only been doing this podcast for like four and a half months and got nominated for an award. We didn't win which is okay. Uh, like, I never expected to have this podcast be nominated in the first place. I thought it was just too young. It's, it's like a, a wunderkind of a podcast, and we're going we're gonna to keep, keep chugging. We're going to keep at it. It's going to be great, and we're coming next year. We're coming for that award. I want to thank people who just stay, stay laughing, you know, who continue to find reasons to smile and laugh, because honestly, a lot is really shitty in the world right now and I cannot stress enough the importance of finding things to smile about and laugh about and, and rejoice in. So everyone be safe this winter, uh, stay inside, stay warm. And yeah, man, yeah, thank you so much. Blessings and love wherever you are. Take it easy, bye-bye.